Happy belated Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy belated Thanksgiving to the Beaver fam. Uh, especially a, a happy Hanukkah to our, uh, our chosen listeners out there. Uh, shalom. Uh, this is the 25th episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. We've got a lot to get to. Some of it good, some of it not so good. Uh, we're going to cover it all, the, the unfortunate and, and the very fortunate. Uh, but first of all, it is great to see your two shining faces on, on my Zoom screen. We're recording this on Monday, November 29th. Uh, we were supposed to do it last night, but I was a sickly wimp and... Uh, <laughs> And, and, and wimp, wimped out from doing it. But uh, it's very good to see you guys here now. I'm sorry for making this a day late. Uh, but I know we all had great Thanksgivings with our families. Uh, how are you guys doing? Benny, you look fit and fickle. How are you? That's good. I don't look or I don't feel how I look. I'm tired. You guys obviously know. I don't know if our if our listeners know, but I work for Amazon. So the last couple of days <laughs> with Black Friday and Cyber Monday have been <laughs> quite draining, uh, but but it's over now. So um, I'll be able to rest. I have tomorrow off, so I'll be able to get some snooze. I'll, I'll talk to Jeff for you and get get some more breaks wor- worked worked into your day. Yeah, into your yeah day. that'll be easy. Is, is he back from space yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where in space did he go? I didn't really follow that. Bezopia. Where is that? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. You guys haven't heard of it because he built it secretly. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that insight is courtesy of JP Bertram, who is also <laughs> here. JP, you had a rather eventful and colorful Thanksgiving. Uh, how I are did. you doing? How are all of your limbs feeling? <laughs> So first, <laughs> it's funny, Benny, you talk about how, how you're totally exhausted from this weekend. Well, I literally was just thinking like 30 minutes ago, oh, ha, it's Cyber Monday. It was Black Friday and I bought nothing. Take that, Amazon. That's incredible yeah. for you. But then I realized I did buy something yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we, had, we had deals going yesterday. Too. I did. Well, I, bought, I bought an Amazon Echo uh, link so I could take my, my record player, my vinyl. Oh my small vinyl collection and stream it to my Sonos speakers. So you not only bought something off of Amazon, but you bought an Amazon product off (laughs) of Amazon, which is the most profitable thing. That was the nicest thing that you could have done for us, JP. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for helping Amazon, JP. I don't, I can't imagine how they would have gotten through the holiday season without your support. We, we do, we do need the help of everyone. Um, It is amazon.com for those of you that don't know. (laughs) Started as a small online bookstore and is still <laughs> just trying to make it. Yeah, you, you might be able to find something of interest on there if you look really hard. <laughs> what year did Cyber Monday start getting huge? Because I don't remember it. It's one of those things where like... Like 2012. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit of post-college for us. Yeah. Okay. I just remember people talking about Cyber Monday and then it was just ubiquitous. And I was like, there was no sort of like phase in period of cyber monday being a thing for me it well it was like e-commerce really started taking off and they were like the brick and mortars all had black friday right people were like well we don't have stores we have online storefronts and i'm sure amazon was like yeah yeah let's promote this cyber monday thing (laughs) keep people to buy with us from black friday and cyber monday and prime week now yeah. Well, if you look at it, the deals really start like October 1st. So they pushed it back. Far. <laughs> it's just cyber year. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
For sure. Well, I want to hear a little bit about your guys' Thanksgivings. Uh, JP's, I know yours was uh, rather uh, eventful and may have uh, involved some uh, blood sacrifice that looks like didn't pay off. And I will take partial responsibility for that. Um, But how are your guys' Thanksgivings? Like, where where did you guys go and uh, what did you do? We stayed here and we, uh, well, we're just getting out of quarantine for our COVID outbreak in our home. So we didn't really have a whole lot we could do, but it was good. Um, shout out to New Seasons for providing a bunch of pre-made sides and turkey. It made it very easy to make a Thanksgiving meal, especially one where at the very end of it, you injured yourself. Ooh, can can we hear a little bit more about this uh, specific injury because i think it's the most interesting thing that happened to any of us this weekend by far (laughs) this entire weekend sports wise uh it's in general was like death by a thousand mandolin cuts and (laughs) it started on thursday with Um, one big mandolin cut (laughs) yeah with one yeah just jump off the ledge mandolin cut and what happened really was I wasn't even slicing anything with the mandolin, which is what makes it kind of hilarious. My wife was using the mandolin to make a little potato dish. It was a plastic, little shitty plastic one. And she brought it into me and I was getting a fire going. I just poured a nice size stout. I was watching some football with the mini bebe Everett and she asked me to lock it. And I tried to slide the locking mechanism into place. The whole thing kind of broke because I was definitely trying way too hard to lock it. It should have been much easier and clearly something was jammed uh, and I didn't care. So the uh, thing broke and my fingers went straight down as I was forcing them through the mandolin blade. Jesus. Tearing off the tip of my index finger and partially, oh slicing, my God. The, partially slicing the tip of my ring finger. Oh, my oh. God. It was gruesome. Dude, when you when you sent us the picture, number one, Yuri, I think, is still mad at me for showing her <laughs> without warning her. Uh, yeah, you gotta three, you gotta put a warning on that shit, man. But, <laughs> that was but, some gnarly shit. It was so crazy. I I thought that you had cut your finger off at like the the first like knuckle. So I thought you I, cut way more off. It looks like that in that photo, but what was happening was I couldn't stop it from bleeding. So I grabbed like an old towel rag and like held my hand really tight in like in a fist. And it was like that for like an hour by the time we got to urgent care because they did appointment only. And so we go down the street, shout out to Zoom Care on out Northeast Alberta in Portland. And we go there and uh, I that's when I finally like unveiled what had happened. And my fingers were like, you know, when you like clench a fist for so long, it's like hard to like open them up. And I didn't want to because I was like still bleeding everywhere. And I was like all like freaked out. So the picture makes my finger look shorter than it is with a t- giant red wound at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like you cut through it like very very fortunate did not hit the bone or a nail i heard both of those things are like life-changing in a bad way and it neither of them happened though they were both very close mm, man so it sounds like you still had a better thanksgiving weekend than the oregon state men's basketball team uh anyway <laughs> that was that was that was some of the other cuts yeah and women's it was just rough all around and football it was it was rough. It was yeah. rough. We, we, we got, got a carved like turkeys. We did. We did. Uh, but I'm sorry, JP, um, as we've outlined on this show, I, I am uh, in charge of all of the uh, collective witchcraft that we practice as a podcast. <laughs> so your uh, blood sacrifice should have done much more for 
all of Oregon State sports, but the football tried. team in general. You did try. I, I'm I'm not, as we mentioned in the group chat, I'm I'm just a shitty, shitty Wiccan and I need to to keep keep practicing and uh improve my my witchcraft powers uh in order for this to really take shape yeah yeah so, we need I'm to reevaluate because th- this may have been the worst weekend or the worst week in sports since we have started this podcast right yeah. the, men, the men's so- the men's soccer team may have saved See, this us, weekend but, did include yeah. another team making an elite eight <laughs> so yeah, that's true that just speaks to the calendar year that we've had and we're gonna get into the bad <laughs> stuff uh but benny how was your how was your thanksgiving it was good my girlfriend yuri and i went to her folks's house over on bainbridge island it was super low-key and we did the similar thing to, to jp we got our thanksgiving food at central market which is kind of like a whole foods so that that worked out really well and then it allowed us to have actual thanksgiving to do nothing yes, absolutely nothing best. and just watch that's football it was yeah. so awesome so you didn't try to slice your finger with the mandolin no <laughs> i i'm scared of mandolins man like they <laughs> I, i'd be nervous to use them before yeah, you said yeah, yeah before so you imagine you're even more scared now yeah, I'm definitely not using a mandolin going forward. Nice. I'll just um, use a knife. <laughs> nice. I love it. your your dogs are in the background expressing similar fear to mandolins. <laughs> right when you mentioned that, I heard Junebug start growling. So shout out, <laughs> Junebug. How are you? Um, no, I, mine was good too. I went to La Crosse, Wisconsin for a night, uh, hung out with some of my family on my dad's side. Uh, La Crosse is a fun town. It is, I believe, this wasn't going on during Thanksgiving, but it is, I believe, the host of the biggest Oktoberfest celebration outside of Germany. So that is just oh, wow. <laughs> Wisconsin drinking culture as fuck. There is a uh, a dive bar called Dell's that we we haven't gone to lacrosse every Thanksgiving, but that it's near where my dad grew up. So whenever we're in lacrosse for Thanksgiving, my dad and I and some other of my cousins go to this dive bar called Dell's uh, that until recently had a very old school jukebox that my dad swears was the greatest jukebox on the planet. <laughs> Just in terms of selection, like he would always play lots of like Sly and the Family Stone and yes. like the Four Tops, just that all uh, classic, soulful, good stuff. And we walked in this year and that jukebox has been replaced by a Touch Tunes. And I, I, I showed my dad what Touch Tunes was. Uh, I have a lot of Touch Tunes credit built up. So I was like, see, dad, on my phone, I can still play Sly on the Family Stone and the Four Tops and all of your <laughs> Motown favorites. He's like, it's not the same. Yeah. Your unlimited <laughs> selection not. is way worse than my old limited selection. Right. Because well, <laughs> in the past, my dad would like put a 20 into that jukebox, flip through it. It's like one of those, you know, old school things that flips the book of like album covers with the corresponding number. And there's a lot of charm in that. Um, so that was it was it was still fun. Uh, we did a shot of fireball with my cousin Maggie um, on Thanksgiving night, which is just a fun, fun tradition. And my Thanksgiving weekend actually got started off on uh, the right foot sports wise. The night before Thanksgiving, I was at the Minnesota Timberwolves Miami Heat game. That's a reason why my voice is a bit hoarse right now. I got hooked up uh, with some amazing tickets by my homie, Jared Hench, who works for the Timberwolves, like two rows behind the heat bench in the corner on the night of the pettiest target center crowd I've ever been involved with, just giving it to Jimmy Butler and I had to get involved. Uh, Anthony Edwards had an incredible dunk that ended up getting called for a charge, but it still happened in my book. 
and my voice hasn't really returned because I spent much of the rest of the weekend also yelling about sports. So that's why I'm a little hoarse right now. You saw that dunk and just started screaming endlessly. You're like that Twitter account, like Endless Screams. Yeah, it was the Endless Screams Twitter. It's one of my favorite accounts. So I, was yeah. like, I was screaming like in euphoria. And then I saw the ref signaling charge, even though he clear jumped over the guy. Uh, fucking Gabe Vincent. And so then it was just like screaming like boo and like all that other stuff. And probably, you know, a lot of, you know. Uh, mean things at that ref. I remember he was refs always have weird numbers on their backs, and this was number seventy four. So I just yelled seventy <laughs> four like the whole game after that. Uh, thankfully, we got the win, but yeah, my voice still hasn't totally come back. Um, but maybe it sounds better on the podcast. I'm not sure if it does. I just like in our in our group chat uh, where uh, Aaron Stevens had said had asked you if you had seen the dunk and. Aaron, who's busy with with two little kids, uh, does not chime in a whole lot in our group chat. So when he does, it's usually important. So when your response was, yup, and it was a picture of where you were sitting, it was pretty awesome. For sure. And for for Aaron, uh, who's not from Minnesota and is a father of two children, to chime in and say, have you seen this dunk on a dunk in a Minnesota Timberwolves game that didn't (laughs) count shows just how thunderous the dunk was. It was amazing. Uh, Just Google Anthony Edwards gave Vincent bullshit charge fuck jimmy butler right now and it'll come up listener it uh and then and then google deshaun stevenson's shirt from last night (laughs) that is such a deep cut also google deshaun stevenson's t-shirt from last night uh well happy thanksgiving uh to you guys and and your families uh belated thanksgiving i should say happy thanks belated thanksgiving to all of the beaver fam uh, it's officially for me marks the start of holiday season. I'm one of those strict, it doesn't start until the day after Thanksgiving type people. And I know we're all thinking about what to get our friends and loved ones for Christmas this year. And I think for that, you can head on over to belligerentbeeves.com for all of your shopping needs. Dope. You can't spell chop them without hope. Zip ups, chop them, crew necks, fucking belligerent beeves fanny packs. Get a, chop them corduroy hats. Chop them corduroy hats. <laughs> My favorite was on our group chat recently, JP discovered a bunch of different hats he could make and just <laughs> typed the type of hat in all caps. <laughs> it was like, should we add these? And I'm like, yeah, we're not the ones making them. So we're not going to <laughs> So there's corduroy hats, dad hats, trucker hats of the, of the chop them variety. Uh, Bucket I, hats. The let's, bucket uh, hat is sick. The bucket hat is kind of sick. <laughs> um, I'd say let's, uh, I'd suggest everyone uh, maybe pre-invest in that New Year's resolution of yours to finally, finally pack on some abs and get the crop sweatshirt. Yeah. If that doesn't motivate you to get on Peloton, crush your core with Emma Lovewell and catch up to JP and I in Peloton minutes taking place. Benny, you've been Bring slacking it. lately. So yeah, I have been slacking. But a new we we need to have like a uh, the annual challenge for each other since next year will be our first full year of all three of us on the app. That's right. That will be something that we track for sure. Yeah, that's the content everyone's coming for. <laughs> I will give weekly <laughs> updates of our minutes spent. <laughs> but get it. But get it. But get a crop sweatshirt so you can show off those abs that you'll have by February. Also, we uh, we, we believe redid in you. the website. We redid the we website. We did redo bit. the website. JP, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we just cleaned it up. There's definitely more clear sections 
can now dive directly into the merch and the nav bar. It's just a cleaner look. It's brighter. It's not all black and dark. The podcast itself also has its own dedicated section. You can go in and see the summary, the title, and links to both Spotify and Apple Podcasts within each episode's sub post. So check it out. They're all there historically. We've also added a meet the bebe section so you can see what we actually yeah. look like in real life because we're so we hot. Yeah. <laughs> there's also okay, a section to so sponsor right the pod so if you're listening Yay. and you a have a idea. business and you want to sponsor a segment of the pod or have an ad that rolls for the first Locker 30 team. seconds Booey. <laughs> 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 amazon <laughs> <laughs> but uh there's also a section now that is live uh, it's not fully fleshed out, but you can see the premise of it, and that is our bonus belligerence Patreon. Yeah. So while it's not f- fully baked yet, you can join our Patreon if you, you want join to. Join our <laughs> Patreon, which currently doesn't have benefits. But it will. It will. We've been promising this since episode one. There will be shit for uh, Patreon subscribers. Uh, it's just because we've been working so hard at, at this and nothing else behind the scenes to to get it going. <laughs> Uh, so the Patreon will be popping soon. Uh, can't wait to get that going. JP, you did a marvelous job with the it site. It looks sharp. Are doing a marvelous job with the site. So congrats Thank you. to you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. And all Check that with, with without a full index finger, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> what, what can't this guy do? <laughs> um, before we get into the bad, um, I'm going to touch on... Uh, some bad, but good for you. And that is to congratulate you guys yesterday on a a win for the your beloved San Francisco 49ers that both of you are a fan of over my uh, beleaguered Minnesota Vikings, which include a, a very exciting game, I will say. May, I, don't, I don't know if it was a good football game, but it was a fun, entertaining football game, which included a play when Kirk Cousins lined up under the right guard and then he went home and collected his, what, is it the third highest fucking salary in the NFL? I don't know. <laughs> but Niners win to take a, a step towards a clinch chain, a playoff spot, and I, the Vikings are still in the playoff position. It seems like yeah. no one else in the NFC wants to make the playoffs, so we might just find ourselves there. That's that's the Viking way. <laughs> 500 playoff team. Um, I saw uh, Debo's only out for uh, one to two weeks. Yeah, but the bummer with that is we're both going to the game next week. (laughs) You guys are going to the game next week. If there's any listeners that uh, are Seahawks fans or Niners fans or planning on being in attendance, come say what's up. That's fine. I'll be in um, section 212 or something like that. If If you're a Seahawks fan, you might not want to hang out with JP at a football game in Seattle. Uh, That is true. (laughs) His history in that city is not great. No, definitely not good. Also, if, if look you're at the Seattle, security footage at Husky Stadium. If you're a Seattle native <laughs> listening to the podcast, just just avoid Seattle as a topic of conversation around JP. Yeah, I don't. Ben and I, Ben it. and I, will talk about Seattle. We love Seattle. Uh, JP, just just pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, yep, but yep. that'll be exciting. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hit us up. Let us know if you're going to be if you're going to be in attendance. For sure. Fun. That'll be yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Have fun, you guys. Get a win. We will. Fingers crossed. I mean, not we will. Not this F- one. F- fingers crossed. Has a whole new meeting now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have to fucking talk about the Civil War game? And I have, I have. Well, no we could talk about beers first and kind of 
Lucas oh yeah, shit. I'm sorry. I'm shit. I was yeah. I'm sorry. We have to talk about beers. Uh, Benny, you uh get to go first for the next hundred weeks in a row. So Benny, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are what it what is a uh, your beverage of choice? Uh, this well, evening? do lubricate your brain, as JP just said. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I did an uh, another edible. I I liked how that worked last time. That was fun. <laughs> um, but this this one is called uh, Flav, spelled F L A V, like Flava. Uh, Flava Flav. That's right. Uh, and it's <laughs> like Flava. What else? Can, what other word would have come to mind? <laughs> uh these are quite a bit stronger than the ones that i took last week so we'll we'll see what happens i still i was thinking i was writing notes for this show today and i cracked myself up thinking about the first time you mentioned edibles on the show and how scared you were and now it's just like a preconceived like uh thing that benny's drinking an edible drink and it's fine, <laughs> and he's just floating, doing his thing. And I yep. love that for you. I love that for us and yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, we're expanding nice. our aesthetic. It, okay, so yeah. what what was the flavor of this flave? Uh, it was um, God, it wasn't banana split. It was like a mixed berry or something. Uh, it wait, tasted like you... banana. <laughs> Wow. It was actually pretty good. I would recommend them. <laughs> they're not as good as, as, as Smokies. Um, Smokies are, are like, <laughs> they're really good. Even if they weren't like an edible, they're just really good candies. So you brought up bananas and I got to bring this up. I don't know if I've talked about this on, on the podcast yet. Maybe I haven't. It's just a recycled story. But you and bananas have a history. Yeah, they work. <laughs> because back in the day, back in Corvallis, when uh, we were <laughs> inundating ourselves with poorly made malt liquor and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Our bodies were on the brink of extinction. But you, you found a way <laughs> to ensure that you felt great all night and next morning. So Benny would show up to parties, house parties, <laughs> with like a, a bunch of bananas, like still connected at their stems. And, I don't remember this at all. I do and it's like a six pack of, of beers or like two Four Locos. It would yeah. crush a Four Loco, eat a banana, crush a Four Loco, eat a banana. And then later in the night, he would eat the last banana. It was like this phase that he went through for, I don't know, maybe like three or six months. It wasn't very long. Uh -uh. Uh, so I don't know if it worked very well, but it was a staple for a while that you would show up to house parties with not just booze, but bananas. <laughs> that is the creepiest fruit you could show up to a house party with. <laughs> well, it uh, still wasn't in a creepy bunch. When, I, when, I would, when I would put them down the front of my pants. They weren't <laughs> creepy then. Uh <laughs> But it, uh, it like if you, Jesus if you ever if you ever um, have like foam that builds up when you drink beer. Shout out super secret Iskinder. Uh, <laughs> the the I think it's the potassium that helps with that because I dealt with that for a, for a while and eating bananas helped like calm the foam down. <laughs> how about a, how about a banana uh, flave? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, uh, the banana flave was just good. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Well, in honor of that, and in honor of Flavor Flav, JP, please play five seconds of He Got Game by Public Enemy from the He Got Game yeah, soundtrack. That's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. Thank He's you. Got game.
All right, <laughs> moving on, uh, JP, I don't know how you're going to follow the anecdote attached to Ben's drink. <laughs> what, what, oh, yeah, I forgot I still have to do my drink. Yeah, what is your beverage for this 25th? I felt this was so drink? fitting for not just my own personal experience this weekend, but also all of our collectively shared experiences as Beaver fans. I'm wearing my We Ain't Done Yet shirt because right. let's all remember, we ain't done yet. And we actually have no. another game to play. We have some more practices to be had this is still Yay. a positive development for this program it is and i'm taking that with this and it is another barrelic bright thoughts ipa Ooh, i like right? that yes so optimism we're staying, we're staying positive we're staying positive that's right it was a rough weekend the odds of that happening again knock on wood are very slim Let's hope that we have some very insanely awesome weekends in the coming weeks. We will, including For sure. two weekends from now when we beat San Diego State in the L.A. Bowl, <laughs> motherfuckers! <laughs> San Diego State, is who I think we will end up playing, uh, is is a very good football team. So they are. I, I saw some chatter on Twitter today and yesterday about the disappointment uh, if, if we end up playing San Diego State. Uh they might be uh they might be better than the team we lost to this past Saturday. So Were, weren't they they were ranked at some point. They're currently they? ranked. They're like 19th They're currently, right now. Okay, and, yeah. You know, if you're 19th in the Mountain West, it means you probably should be higher because you have that Mountain yeah. West tag on your on your helmet that uh detracts voters from thinking you're better than you actually are. So um not that they've played an amazing schedule, but lots of uh Power 5 teams also play weak schedules. So uh can't uh can't uh you know, unless you're Stanford, they played all power five teams this season, their whole season. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. It's like one of like one of a handful of times that that's happened. Okay. Good on them. It didn't didn't work out for them. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So bad on them, but yeah. Cool. Good strategy. Uh, We'll see how it works out for them. Cotton. Um, (laughs) Love, love that beer. JP love the message. I, uh, I've had, I've had Fulton brewing on this pod a few times before, but I don't think I've had this one. This is their flagship IPA called a sweet child of vine. And, uh, I got it because it's a good beer first of all, but now that I'm trying to come up with some wordplay to tie it to something, uh, this is our first pod since Jonathan Smith signed a, uh, seven year extension, locking him up, uh, through the 2027 season. I think of him now as sweet child of mine, sweet child of ours. And also JP, the, we've talked about it before. The first podcast we ever did together, Fantasy Friday on the nickel block. <laughs> Please play five seconds of our first ever podcast song, Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> Um, so uh, my first question for the two of you i i watched the game at a bar during well it was on the same time as the minnesota wisconsin game so you can imagine what game was on with audio in minneapolis minnesota uh which was fun because the gophers got that axe back and uh it was uh if if i hadn't been so distraught about what was going on with my actual alma mater i would have been a little little bit happier and partied a little bit harder but I did not have audio where I was watching Oregon, Oregon State. And very early in the game, it appeared very clear that I was lucky. So I want to ask you guys, who I believe both watch with audio, what was worse, ESPN's coverage of the game or the non-call on Verone McKinley's obvious targeting on my guy, Treshawn Harrison? Mm-hmm. Uh, egregious Ooh. cheap shot in the second consecutive Civil War game for Verone McKinley. 
Yeah, fuck that guy. And if they're both equally awful, then rant on both of them being equally awful. Well, first, it was McKinley in his like Instagram post sort of was like, see y'all Friday, like sitting there all casually, like such a fuckboy. Just screw that guy. Honestly, like he knows he got away with murder there. He knows it. And he knows and he's just gloating about it. And that is just some bullshit because he ended one guy's career potentially. And that was a cheap shot again. Like the review of it made it even worse because it just validated that what he could do was okay. And then it made the game go off the rails, like emotionally with, with the Harrison, you know, jump attack at the end. And like, that was the, that was the official's fault because how do you rescind that call? Like, you reviewed it. Everyone saw it. I get it. It was bang, bang. People have some opinions on it. His eyes were up. There's just weird rules people are clinging <laughs> to on, on social media that do not, do not validate that right. that was a no call. And it, before it, it, we go further, close. the three of us can say, like, we're not huge fans of the targeting rule. No. As no, I hate it. And, but it has been enforced a certain It's been enforced way. for worse stuff, like things and that are like less clear. The eyes up thing is like when your helmet makes contact with like the chest area or something. Like right. his eyes were up to his, and saw exactly where it was going and saw him put his head into Harrison's head. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I thought his eyes were looking straight at the ground because uh, like so he launched and the crown of his helmet hit Harrison. And it was like everything that you look at for targeting. Harrison was defenseless. Uh, uh, McKinley launched himself at Harrison. Uh, he used the crown of his helmet uh, and it was helmet to helmet. And it was just like the fact that they called a penalty and yeah, then reviewed it exactly. and pulled it back. It was like what the, there is evidence that shows that that was the right call. I don't know how they could have gone back on that. And you look at the replay. Did you see number eight? I don't even know who he is because I don't care about any Ducks players, but the, <laughs> he threw his hands up like, I'm innocent. Like, he was involved in the hit. Like, he, well, he was kind of crossing paths with McKinley, and he got undercut by McKinley on, on the hit on Harrison. He, like, jumped back with his hands up, like, and looked around like, no, nah, no, nah, nah. Right. wasn't me but that's uh, what you do you when know. you know it's a penalty exactly yep, right. exactly exactly uh, but like okay that was bad everyone knows it that was a bullshit call fuck the refs but dude espn that, that <laughs> i'm so i'm so mad about that i am so mad like, about they, that they legitimately referred to us as oklahoma state yes. i thought that was a joke no they called us oklahoma state it was after a re-entry about the uh, promoting oklahoma state's game but like Still, it was like two minutes later. Like they should have understood what they were focusing on and they should have been prepping for this anyways. They called Jamar Jefferson multiple times. Even last week, they called him Jamar Johnson against ASU. So it wasn't the first time that I heard ESPN, different different announcers, I believe, call him Jamar Johnson. Because I think the day passed last week and it was Dave Fleming the week before that, which is totally inexcusable. And they also called Avery Roberts Avion, Avion Roberts. Like, is that even a name, Avion? I've never heard were, that name. Were any of these, like, immediately corrected? Or no. They just keep, no. They just kept going. No, kept and the crazy, the crazy thing about that is Jamar Jefferson's in the fucking NFL. Like, he's yeah. not some scrub on the bench. And Avery Roberts is, I, I don't know if he's still leading the Pac-12 in <laughs> tackles, but, like, he is going to be in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Jamar Jefferson also rushed for more than 200 yards in this rivalry game last year that was yeah. on ESPN. Like, yeah, so if right. you did any research or any preparation, you would have caught this stuff and not made these errors. Or, you know what, if you made an error because it was like a slip of the tongue, fine. 
but clearly they don't even recognize that they made these mistakes because they didn't even try to correct themselves or apologize no. down the road. Like, well, excuse me. I was saying Jamar Johnson, but I meant Jamar Jefferson. Right. And yeah, I totally understand why anyone not connected to either school would see, Oh, orange and black Oklahoma state. Right. That is a like passable uh, mistake for most college football fans in the country. You're a broadcaster in a booth in Eugene, Oregon, the last week of the regular season on rivalry week. Like, you know, the orange and black team OSU in front of you is from 40 minutes down the road (laughs) and not Stillwater, Oklahoma. Oh my God. That when I saw that uh, people talking about that on Twitter, I was like, there is no way there's no way they did that. And if they did, they had to be like, Oh, like, sorry, I got the wrong. O state. I, they, they rescinded the Oklahoma state one. The, the guy right. was pretty quick All to right. come back, but, but the, but the name was arguably worse. And to me, it was like, so both of them were equally bad because they were both a sign of disrespect to Oregon state in a different way with, I think the, the broadcasting was obvious. They didn't, I mean, like your job is to be able to talk about the game, like your job. Right. And so like, that's your fucking job. You spend all week prepping for this one game. And there were just so many mistakes that showed that they just couldn't give two fucks about Oregon state, which like that's a slap in the face in and of itself. But the I think the call was arguably worse. And and I think the call was arguably worse because it uh, to me, it was evident that the reason that they made that call was to keep McKinley from right. not being suspended in the first half of the Pac-12 championship game. Yes. And it's like, I mean, yeah, the game was was, you know, it would have been a really, really big comeback and sort of crazy if Oregon State would have come back. But like you are refing this game, not right. the game coming up next week who like Oregon hasn't even clinched that yet. So right. um, that to me was, was a, a huge sign of disrespect that he was basically negating the game that was being played in lieu of the game that's going yeah. to be played next right. week. That's my biggest issue with it is because the problem with this whole thing with McKinley is that he's really good at football. And that makes me mad because I hate what he did to Jebbia last year, which he did not get penalized for. No. Um, I hate that he was reckless as fuck. He's coming off an injury. Like he's more likely to injure himself that way than Treshawn. And like, he can still injure Treshawn. So like, but still like, you just don't fucking do that. And it's clearly, clearly, uh, well, we're not gonna put, he's, he's arguably the best defensive player on that team. So yeah, it's like how, you know, a, certain players in certain you know international soccer games don't get red cards because the ref doesn't want to like destroy a game or something that way fuck that that was targeting as the rule is written and also the for the announcers to you know pile on harrison for fighting and yeah i I watched the game with uh mostly gopher fans but a a couple of duck fans too who were so pissed off about the game last week that they barely their game last week that they barely even talked any shit at all I had a couple though be like like text me like in the last few minutes like Oregon State's just starting fights at this point like this is ridiculous and I'm like really like have you not been watching your boy 23 and uh, what he's been doing dating back to last year where he hurt our quarterback who still well, hasn't I, played yet yeah but like, and here's the thing with with him is that both like the play last year was malicious as fuck like there wasn't it wasn't a an accident and he was just playing hard and he ran into jebbia a little hard like he twisted his leg yeah on purpose to hurt him and he did 
after the whistle. whistle. Yeah. And even make contact before the whistle. Right. And so, you know what? Like to me, I always say if, if a player gets hurt when you're targeting, generally speaking, like you give the player that got charged with the targeting, the benefit of the doubt and the fact that he didn't mean to hurt that player, but given McKinley's history and history specifically against Oregon state, like he fucking loses that benefit of the doubt. Right. And so I think like there's, you can call a player dirty because he hurt one of your players and you're upset about the outcome of the game. McKinley is a legitimate dirty fucking player. Did you hear what he said after the game? No. Uh, a reporter asked him about the chippiness in the last, uh, in the last few minutes uh, or just about the team's fighting. Yeah. He said, they can handle that. We got a game next week. We good. And all I have to say to that is fuck you, Verone McKinley. <laughs> Fucking yeah. fuck boy. Whatever the opposite of the belligerent beefs hall of fame is, the belligerent beefs hall of shame, belligerent beefs hall of fuck boys. Uh, you are a uh, unanimous <laughs> inductee into that uh, that to that dubious honor. So uh, ha- happy to have a villain though. It's always nice to have villains around. Let's have him on the pod. Yeah. Let's yeah, Verone, If you want to come on the pod, Verone. Yeah. Do it. Let's do it. We're, we're gonna ask you about Tristan Jevia the entire time. <laughs> um, I will. I will. I, and we can dig into this a little bit more. But for as fucked as as McKinley was in, in that game, um, I have to say, like the outcome of that was um, the best thing that I have seen from this team outside of like a win. Um, but it was the best thing that I've seen on the field from that team in so long. Like. I I made a comment that it reminded me of um, the the team that played under Erickson with like DeLorence Grant and Richard Siegler and like the team that had more than double the amount of personal fouls as the second place team in the Pac-12. So so they would kick your ass and they would beat you on the field too. And that's what that felt like. And even though we didn't win the game, like fuck around and see what happens when you when you try to pull a cheap shot on Oregon State and and the fact that the team had Harrison's back and I mean you can tell like through through that through that bad situation you could tell that Smith has built a program that the players are 100% bought in and they have they have each other's back and they have pride for Oregon State and I don't know if you could always say that historically like this team has this team has pride for Oregon State and pride for each other, and that's fucking awesome to see. Yeah, and I don't think you can even say that about Oregon, right? Like, I don't think any of those guys go there to be like, I'm proud of my team. They're all there for, like, look at me. I mean, that's why yeah. they're there. They love the uniforms. They love the flash, the glam. Like, they all they want to do is be seen for themselves, and that's it. And I don't yeah. think you get that kind of camaraderie um, unless you're like, the, you know, a lunch pail, you Oregon State type program. Yeah. And I don't think that all programs that are like that. I mean, like we saw under I think under Riley, like Riley was a good coach and he could find diamonds in the roughs recruiting wise. But like the ability that he had to amp the team up and get them to meld together as like a cohesive unit that really like fought for each other. I don't think we ever saw that with Riley. And we certainly didn't see that with thou that shall not be named. Yeah. And I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to name names either, but there were times in the Riley area where you would see guys on social media, Oregon state athletes congratulating ducks or yeah. like, like call, like, you know, rooting for them. And it was mm-hmm. like, that's, that's, you know, okay, fine. You, pub- you, you publicly really want to do that. Like, 
you're showing all the fans that you don't care about the rivalry, that it's yeah. about a, it's personal to you and not about what's bigger than you. Right. And I and that always rubbed me the wrong way. And that was a that was a, tr- a hallmark of players from the Riley era. It mm-hmm. really was that they yep. just didn't really buy in to the, the the grit of being part of the rivalry as Oregon State and what that what comes with that. I think this team right now does have that. We had yeah. play. We tweeted about that about Trayshawn coming to the aid of his uh, of his teammate, and that we were all about it, and that it was annoying that ESPN was even trying to like downplay it or say it was inexcusable or whatever, unacceptable. Uh, we've had players like that tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is yeah. bullshit that Trayshawn's now suspended for the first half of the bowl game. Yeah, and McKinley got off scot free. Yeah. And that's that's what they you know when you're a kid growing up and you know someone hits you and you respond or retaliation it's you know they say it's the second guy that gets caught always, uh, so that that's what happened there. But you know one half of the L.A. Bowl is small sacrifice for Trayshawn to be like I got your fucking bag. I believe it's Anthony Gould who was yep. uh, getting getting tormented on some shit. So uh, I'm I'm happy okay. that we're like all right it's fucking ripped off it's a fucking fight right now like all right yeah. <laughs> This is it. This isn't Anderson era. Sorry, I'm not supposed to say his name. But this isn't 2016. Oh, I'm to edit like, a beep into this. This isn't yeah. 2017 anymore. Like, check your fucking shit. No one's scared of you. You got blown the fuck out last week. Everyone knows you're overrated. Like, your shit's yeah. not hot. It's not 2000. 2000- anymore yeah no one cares about oregon no right well and, and i would say like the the last big gripe outside of the play of the game that i had was uh the way that the announcers sort of piled on Treshawn and they Bullshit, uh, they dude. did they didn't say anything about mckinley but nope. they were they were talking about how it was inexcusable and unacceptable that Treshawn harrison would go after mckinley like that but like fucking you have to stand up for yourself like you you can't you can't just allow someone to launch themselves at your head and not fucking retaliate yeah or else they're just going to continue to do that five minutes of research they would have found the mckinley play from last year where he tore jambia's hamstring and why research still isn't playing more than a year later there's no R in ESPN, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> how that how that wasn't didn't make it into a single game note or in anyone's um, you know conscious is is beyond me because obviously that's the first thing every Beaver fan thought of, and I believe it's the first thing every Duck fan thought of because yeah. they knew they yeah. knew. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say about the Ducks is uh, fuck them. Whoever, whatever <laughs> motherfucking Duck fan tripped Lydia Parker's mom, uh, fuck you. We shared yeah. your video. We shared your photo on Twitter. Uh, hope someone finds you, because uh, that is a punk ass shit. You're gonna trip a grown woman at a football game. Eat my ass. What are you like? Six years old? You're tripping people. Like who trips people in this day and age? And even if you did and you didn't mean to, I get that. Then apologize. Like don't be an asshole. Just say like my bad. You don't even have to be like I'm so sorry. Are you doing okay? I get it. You're you're amped up. It's a rivalry. But like don't be a dick. Just say my bad. I won't yeah. I didn't mean to. Like I'm just, hard. I trip people. Yeah. So what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And he looks like an absolute tool. And I hope he's yeah. listening because I want him to hear me say you are too. a tool. You are a moron. You are an asshole. If you are anywhere in the vicinity of me in any moment, I will make sure that you are very, very upset that you were fucking with Oregon State fans, especially royalty like the Parker family. Do not step to us. Come to the Oregon at Oregon State women's basketball game in Corvallis in February, motherfucker. Yeah. I dare you. I double dare you. Meet us outside Gill. How about that? Yeah, on the railroad. (laughs) Stand right there.
Uh, so Beaver fam, if you came here for uh, in-depth <laughs> X's and O's breakdown of the 38-29 loss in Eugene, uh, I'm sorry, but you should have known <laughs> what, what the way we're bringing you. It's our 25th episode. Uh, I hear the damn podcast is very good and uh, did a great job breaking down every single play. Uh, in short, you know, is this the kind of game that we went down, you know, 7 nothing, 14 nothing right away? And that's just not something that we're capable of uh, withstanding at this point. I thought Chance played fantastic in a game where he needed to throw a lot more and we needed to kind of chase a bit. But Smith just hasn't constructed the team to to win a game like this against what I will say is a talented, good team. Um, yeah, I'll give them that. Nolan had a good game. Give he it, he, give it. Oh, he had a good game. I, I, that was just, it wasn't going to be a game yeah. where we were going to be able to do the things we wanted to do. Ha, had we been able to stop them right away, that's the type of game like you get a stop on your first defensive possession and then like a field goal on like a seven minute drive or something, then you feel good. And it was just the opposite. And yep. yeah. I feel like our rhythm was just thrown off immediately. Uh, so by the end, we played some really good football in the second half, but sure. it was yep. just too little too late. It was great to see Musgrave and Bradford have good games. Um, I know it wasn't Baylor's best game, but he still got loose a little bit um, and is finished the regular season as the number one rusher in the Pac-12. So yeah. snaps to BJ are yeah. uh, the, the uh, unanimous uh, Bebe's uh, team MVP for this season. Yeah, right. uh, but yeah, it's just it just wasn't our day. And I think the next step for Smith and the staff is to find a way to make it our day more often on the road because yeah. it really was that way at home this year and just couldn't find that uh, that magic on the road that much. But man, I feel like with the way the way we played against Oregon was um, completely different than the way that we played against uh, Cal, uh, Washington State. Um, what was the other road game that we lost? Colorado. You were there. Col- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God. But th- those, those games, those games we played bad. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we came out soft. I felt like the game against Oregon, we didn't play bad. The ball just didn't go our way. We were like, beat. We, we, were beat. We, we didn't we, beat ourselves. We got beat. You could boil it down to, like, the Coletto package just not working. And it wasn't, they weren't bad play calls. No. They just didn't work the way that they do 90% of the time. And I think that, you know, if if a couple of those Coletto plays would have worked and he would have broken loose or gotten the first down on fourth down, um, you know, then, then the tone's a little bit different in the first half. And, um, and I mean, the second half for as good as we played in the first half, we played way better in the second way, half. And, I mean, day and night different. And, and I think the, a, a couple takeaways that I had are um, I don't, I mean, Oregon won. So you sort of have to say that they were the better football team on the day, but like in terms of how we played versus them, I felt like our football team was as good as their football team was that day. The ball just broke a couple more times for Oregon than it did for us. Um, and, and and I think that uh, again, talking about how Smith has built the um, atmosphere of this program or the culture of this program, I think a lot of Oregon state teams of the past would have keeled over and died being down 24 to three at halftime. Yeah. Was it 24 to three or 21 to 24 three? to three, 24 to three. But 
I mean, like, and you had the announcers saying, talking about how the Utah-Oregon matchup in the Pac-12 championship game was going to be this and that in the third quarter. And Oregon State almost made them eat crow. And and they never stopped believing. And I think that that is going to be something that you'll see with Smith teams going forward. And I'm so, I think, even though it feels bad, uh, this weekend was a win for Beaver Nation and the fact that we locked Smith up for another six years, right. another seven years. And we'll yeah. uh, we'll talk more about that Smith point because just the whole we have to touch on the national college football scene a little bit today because shit is going wild. Uh, this is the last thing that I'll say, and this is uh, something I, I sent out uh, in text when I was <laughs> I was a little a little toasty on Saturday night, um, but something that I, I did say in, in a text exchange was to uh, to Beaver Nation essentially was remind yourself we're literally the worst Power Five team in the country a few years ago. And you'll feel better about being seven and five right now, even after losing to those dirtbags. We're going to be better than them next year and for probably the next five years, too. Maybe for forever, if there's actually a fucking God or if Terry actually learns how to do Wiccan magic one of these fucking days. <laughs> so I have one fingertip left for my index. Okay? <laughs> JP has one other index finger. We don't know that that's not the one more thing we need to sacrifice. <laughs> um, so I feel good. It wasn't that convincing of an Oregon victory. Give them the five. You, you guys won credit whatever uh enjoy vegas losing to utah again um a team yeah. we beat by the way so yeah. anyway jonathan smith in corvallis through 2027 at least that's what the contract says college football is drunk as shit right now uh brian kelly from notre dame to lsu lincoln riley from oklahoma to usc that has uh implications on on us as well and, and kind of complicated ones because on one hand i'm like oh if usc becomes a power again that's good for the conference no we never other, back. If, if usc becomes a power again we have to play a really good usc team more often um so i'm i'm just gonna let things unfold and not and not worry about them but it does feel good on a day where there's just a shitload of movement in college football we have a coach we all feel really good about under contract through 2027 and as of this recording i believe none of our current players have entered the transfer none. portal we might need to update that soon i, I wouldn't i'm not and i'm not going to blame anyone who does to try and go to a situation that feels better for them personally but so many players have entered the portal today that just yeah. not seeing a single oregon state name out there just speaks to stability and consistency which is what we need we don't need a fucking five-star savior to come in and rescue everything we just need guys who want to be here who believe and stick it out and it looks like that's what we're doing and that this season a winning season the first one since uh 2013 is a pretty substantial building block and that the guys who will be coming back for for next year to build off of it uh are are here for the long haul did you see yeah. that 15 percent of fbs players are in the transfer portal right now what that's a wild, that's a wild stat <laughs> that 90, is wild. Nine, as it was stood as we were recording, it was ninety-five confirmed players in the transfer portal. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and and Oregon State. I mean, you, we may have, uh, and probably we'll have um, at least one, maybe multiple players sure. that are going to go to the draft. Um, and right? enter the portal uh, eventually, and and maybe enter the portal. Um, but Oregon State has a lot of the team that was playing over the weekend against Oregon coming back next year. And I think that's really like legitimate reason to be excited for next year. 
Right. And one thing I love about the extension isn't just getting Smith paid and locking him up. I think they said he's moving from like the bottom two coaches in the salary in the Pac-12 to middle of the pack, which is a substantial increase. For a guy four years in, I think he was the lowest paid coach in a pow- at a power five school. Could be, could yeah, I you think, could be right. I think he was. So to move to the middle middle of the pack in the Pac twelve is a substantial leap. It was four years ago today they actually announced uh, his initial signing and, and becoming a head coach. So there's a little synergy there as well. But what I love is they talked about there's gonna be a substantial increase in the coaching pool. And they're uh, in the coaching pool salary, and they're also increasing, or actually, they're starting to allow Smith to pay staffers and directors of personnel, which he did not have a budget for that when he first came to the program. So, this is clearly an effort to keep everyone in house that's in house and grow the program from within because you don't go that route unless you know we've got all the right people here as right. a staff. And they want to, yeah. they want to open that. Uh, renovated stadium in 2023 with a contender yeah they do oh yeah yeah they do i i just think that um i mean it, it happened the way that it should happen right like oregon state took a chance on smith um he had never been a head football coach he had success as washington's offensive coordinator but you never know how coordinators are going to translate into being uh head coaches and um and so they they took a chance on him didn't pay him a whole lot of money and i'm sure they had conversations of hey prove that you can be a good coach and we'll talk money and Oregon State put their money where their mouth is. And yep. and so that's how it should have happened. I'm glad it did. And I'm glad that, um, you know, obviously signing a, a, was it a six or seven year deal? Six seven. year extension. Six year, six year extension. Seven, seven years total. Yeah. Seven years left. Because he had one um, year left. I mean, after yeah. This year. And so that to me also says that, you know, Smith is getting what he wants out of uh, the university. I think he feels well supported. And, um, and you know, that obviously is, uh, good momentum um, going into a bowl game and then the offseason. That video that they made with him coming in on, on the plane the day that he signed the, the contract four years ago, where it's like, like, I've played it, I've lived it, it's been done, and it can be done again. That gets me so hyped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Even though he's so mellow, he so he has he kind of has like a rally voice, but it's not quite as nerdy. It's like a step below the we never lose in Strawberry Canyon voice. <laughs> like he he's not gonna do hip hip hooray in the in the locker room after the game, but you feel like he might kind of want to. <laughs> but he's not actually gonna do it. Um, he always and, does have uh, the same kind of look in his face when he says, "We ain't done yet." He like kind of turns his head sideways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's looking off into the distance. He's looking off to a, a glorious future. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Doesn't he always seem like he like he's a man of few words, at least publicly? But I feel like when he says something, it has gravity to it. And yeah, it man. always feels like it's the right thing to say. Like, he never yeah. says something. You're like, oh, why would you say that? Or like, so he's the I exact guess that's opposite an okay of us. answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had coaches in the past, too, where it's just like, uh, that's, I mean, that's a no answer. Or that just, like, it's yeah. not the worst answer, but it that's not you the know, best answer. The, the, the guy who should not be named had a lot of those and Andy snacks listener, Andy snacks. I remember following him back in the day and he would always post about these comments about like big boy pants and all this dumb (laughs) coach speak that would come out of that dude's mouth. Uh, And I remember thinking like, 
Yeah, it's a different coach. This is kind of what football players like, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but really it's not. That's not right. Well, is yeah. was was Voldemort's first game that game at Michigan? That was his first road game. We we beat Weber State or something that season. Oh yeah. But I remember so I was in the house at the big house when we lost 35 to 7. Shout out to Hunter Jarman who scored that first the touchdown. First touchdown. Yeah, I was like, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> but like after the game. Anderson was so pissed that he was just like, none of the players are talking to the fucking media. So then like the media who like all made the trip to Ann Arbor, which you can't even fly directly to was, we're just like, it was just like a compulsive decision meant to be like, we don't have time for this nonsense. We're going to be tough guys and get after it. It's like, dude, no one who's confident in the product they're building or the message they're preaching goes we're not fucking talking to the media like (laughs) do the 15 minute availability that's in your contract to do like respect the people who are making a living off of this and you know like smith would never do that um and he's not absent of a charisma either like he's he does have some charisma to him but yeah i agree with you benny when when he's that you know typical grandpa you know doesn't say a lot but when he says something you listen Yep. And the program's definitely listening, and I think we can all agree we're in a positive direction, and we are excited about the bowl game, even though we're probably not going to go to it because we looked at flights to all possible bowl games today, and they're insane. I don't get how people go to bowl games. I think this is a combination of you know staff shortages and holiday travel and who knows what kind of world we're living in, but like it's more than $1,000 to get to El Paso for the Sun Bowl <laughs> right now. Like, Benny, I'm not going to hate on El Paso anymore, but I will hate on $1,000 flights yeah. <laughs> to, to second-tier bowl games. El Paso is cool. It's not $1,000 cool, though. Right. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe next year for our bowl game, maybe it's But that means we uh, could do a halftime Twitter spaces. Yeah. I would I would have done a halftime Twitter spaces from the stadium. with. Terrible well, I know, but that's from. chaotic. Exactly. like like in the second half of our halftime twitter spaces when i went back into the bar and didn't mute myself and just did (laughs) this whole bar is on twitter spaces now (laughs) we just heard clinking glasses in the subtle buzz of the bar that was like when the gophers were like building their lead and making shit happen it was it was very exciting that is our aesthetic we should just add some like murmury like background noise to our podcast that sounds like a bar like yeah clinking glasses this is why i want to do more live shows but we're never in the same city We should all, let's just all record from individual bars from now on and then people will like come up like what the hell are you doing like i'm recording a live podcast by myself can you clink I, some glasses please i have a lot of friends just have general bar chatter about 18 feet away from me not too close i want people to hear you but not hear what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on uh, a good thing that did happen, yay! Uh, our motherfucking soccer team is motherfucking elite, and for the second time in the year 2021, in Oregon State sports team has reached the elite eight. The Oregon State Beavers men's soccer team, the number one overall seed in the country, beat the University of New Hampshire. Some 
Ames in the second round of the NCAA know, tournament. The Chip Kellys. One, one the to Chip nine. Chip Kellys. <laughs> the not Vermonts. <laughs> the the Bernie Sanderses. The fi- the Fighting Bernies. The New- <laughs> University of New Hampshire Fighting Bernies. I'm pretty sure that's the name. Uh, one to nothing on the strength of uh, Muhammad Tiam's 10th minute uh, goal and some crazy defending afterwards. They will yeah. host the Clemson Tigers in the Elite Eight on Saturday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time at the one and only Paul Lorenz Field. What does that sound like, you guys? Sounds like we're a soccer school. And sounds yeah. like it's going to be another frenzy at Paul Lorenzi. Like I said, there should be a, a frenzy section there at needs Paul to be a frenzy section. Yeah, That's Ooh. the next step. Yeah. That would be cool to call the student section just the frenzy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who the hell do we talk to about these ideas? God. Yeah. Someone. Uh, the school is obviously listening and looking at our merchandise yeah. anyway, so I'm sure they'll <laughs> run with it. Our slightly altered merchandise. Amy, <laughs> Amy Sinicola can probably help us out with that. Yeah. yeah Amy, help. Frenzy, Please help. The belligerent beeves frenzy student section we'll brought to you it. by Kadoba and... <laughs> and Block 15, but only if you're 21 or older. If you're not 21 or older, it's just Kidoba. That has a ring to it and would look nicely on a sign, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if uh, if we have brought this up yet um, for men's soccer. And I saw a tweet. I think it was Lindsay Schnell. So I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, but shout out to Lindsay Schnell. She's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think ev- every uh, goal scorer, uh, not I think, I know, every goal scorer for Oregon State this year was internationally born and i yeah so i I thought that was pretty cool because they do have a lot of players from the u.s on the team they also have a lot of international players they do and honestly what's crazy is i feel like a lot of our international players that are like our best players they all transferred from like coastal carolina there's like there's like a there's like a grip of them that came from coastal carolina together yeah to like join our program and i don't really know pipeline yeah exactly i don't know why that's the case i have no (laughs) No historical context, but I keep being like, hey, they're they also transferred from coastal they just, Carolina. They just like, heard about this soccer school in the the Pacific Northwest, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest, so, and they were like, oh, what? How is it academic wise? And so we're like, well, they call it the Harvard of the Pac-12. Like, oh, do, do they get a good student section for games? Like, yeah, they call it frenzies at Paul Lorenzi. It's really yeah. wild, and they're like, I'm already on my way. <laughs> There's also an OK podcast that will occasionally mention. Men's soccer in an incorrect fashion. We made fashion. men's soccer shirts. So I we did make men's soccer shirts. Uh, and shout out to a uh, Gael Gilbert from France, one of those fantastic international players who bought one of them. Gael, you're our fucking guy, dude. Yeah, sick. hell yeah, it's so <laughs> awesome. But we've had, we, I mean, we, yeah, we've got fans up and down the I five corridor that are buying that shirt. It's really amazing. For sure, for sure. It's it is it is fantastic. Um, I can't. Re- oh, this is what I was gonna say. I re I, I watched uh it's like I extended highlights on Twitter and paid particular attention to the clock. As we've mentioned, hey, we might be many things on this podcast, Beaver Fam. We are transparent. We still don't know how college soccer works. We're just jazz. <laughs> Fucking sue us. The clock was going up the way it does traditionally in soccer this time. 
wasn't there is a game was it the first game of the tournament you said it was counting down yes are, are you sure that was the men's like, I was yes like, maybe he was thinking about a women's soccer game and maybe it counts down in women's soccer and up in men's soccer no I don't, but i very clearly i looked at the clock in every single highlight i was watching yeah, it counted um, up it counted up i watched the game it, it counted up to up. 90 yes it counted up to 90 the way every other soccer game i've watched yes uh college soccer. what if they just, just switched it every t- like every every <laughs> round was different you count up this round and count down this it round. It goes up to 45 and then back down again. <laughs> it's like one of those carnival oh. machines that you hit. Oh man. Yeah. It's so I, I did, I did notice that uh, the thing, like it's, it's wonderful. Cause like you don't need to know beautiful soccer when you see it or like the things that make it beautiful. And like these, the, the passes are crisp. Their movement is unreal. The, the finishing on the goal for, for the goals, like that's what, you know, gets, gets fans, you know, uh, paying attention is or just the excitement clinical. on the defensive side by the goal. And the, the, the offensive side is amazing. Uh, Terry boss is just on a hell of a job what with, a boss. with, with this team. What a boss, that's a new, what, that's a, a, new what a boss, Such what a, a boss. what a, what a Terry <laughs> JP, please play five seconds of like a boss by slim thug. Uh, and start, start designing a, like a boss, Terry boss shirt. Uh, that's that'll be the next thing yes. for, the merch, for the merch store. I think you can whip something up like that in like ten minutes or so. Probably. You're you're very very good. We're lucky to have you, <laughs> and and your nine and a half fingers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was gonna I, like I was, I was gonna try and convince you guys to go down, but I guess you're gonna be in Seattle. So um, if you're listening to this, go start a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi. Um, we haven't discussed this yet, but let's try and do some promotional thing. If you're at the, if you go to the soccer game, snap a pic, post it on social media, tag us, and we'll find some bit of swag, either stickers or whatever to, to send you, or we'll give you a shout out on the pod. We'll, we'll get, we'll give a, a little something to sh- share our gratitude. But if yeah. you're in Oregon, if you're any reasonable drive away from Corvallis, get, get to the game, let us know you're there and we'll hook you up with something. Tweet about it. Instagram it, tag us. We will enter everybody into a raffle for one of the uh I guess we'll never know shirts. And then everyone, oh, hell else, yeah. everyone else can get nice. a, like a sticker or a shout out, but somebody's gonna get a shirt out of it. Okay, perfect. I love yeah. that. Cool. Start a frenzy and yes, and start that frenzy. Honestly, our our fan engagement is pretty fun. We had one fan who said they needed reinforcements during the football game. You guys saw this, and mm-hmm. uh they were out of booze. So what do beavers do? We help other beavers. Booze and up. What belligerent beavers do for other beavers? We buy them booze. So <laughs> you know, shout out to the fan what? who uh, let us know that they were they were short on their supply. So uh, we we went out and uh, ordered them some buoy IPAs delivered to their door. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. So starting this podcast is worth it for that alone. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't yeah. even believe it actually worked to get something delivered like that in like just short order. I mean, it was like 30 you minutes. Drizzly? No, I used uh, Instacart. That was the only okay. thing available in their locale. Okay. Good job, Instacart. I know. It was so oh, fun. Yeah. We'll do that again. We should do that. We should like pick a fan of every kind of big game and. Buy them beer. Uh, the alcohol ambush. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't tell. Just like, booze shows up unannounced. <laughs> yeah, specifically you, you, big games that are close. 
<laughs> yes, and you're out of booze when you need mm-hmm. that little bit of uh, extra motivation, extra sauce to get to get through the fourth quarter. I love that. That's right. I love that. I, lo- and I I'll, love. And I'll I'll shout out their their tag. So it's uh, at at Cascadian Sports on Twitter. The Jonathan Smith fan. Club. Oh hell yeah! I saw that. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Jonathan Smith fan club. Yeah. Um, I guess we do need to mention basketball a little bit. Mm. <laughs> we won't go into details. Shitty weekend for both teams. Shittier for the men's basketball team. A comeback that uh, came up short, but two losses to Wake Forest and Penn State. Oh, that Penn State game was rough. Like 17 points at halftime? Yep. Yeah. Not good. That's that's J. John era results. (laughs) That's some J. J. John ass shit. That's some Marcel Jones leaves the team with 12 points per game. JP, you've been watching the men's basketball team, I think, more so. Definitely more so than me. I I think more so than Terry. Is this just a matter of the team needing to mold together or is there like what's going on with this team? Because a elite eight team should not be one and five. No, that that is the, like the, the core of the of the whole phenomenon right now is that they just need to gel together. But I don't know where that gelling is going. Who's going to spearhead that gelling? Yeah. There's still no leader. I know Tinkle's working through lineups, and it's very obvious that uh, he, he is not going to just rest on his laurels of the guys that are still here from the Elite Eight run. He's like, he, you know, he he didn't start Hunt, who he's been giving starts to all season. He's bringing in some transfers to get starting time and big starter minutes, um, and he's just mixing and matching. I, this is a it's rough because the like the talent that returned from last year outside of Thompson should be enough to sustain close to the level we were playing at in that run. Yeah. No yeah, leader. I, I no guess the, leader. the worry that I have is like, so I, I think I, we're all pretty patient with the men's basketball team because they do have the talent. And so you just sort of think that they're going to get it figured out here pretty soon. Um, and I've watched a couple of their games and you can tell that, the players are talented. Yeah, individually, um, absolutely. That's what I mean. There needs sure. to be somebody that steps up and kind of directs traffic and just makes sure that they are running the offense in a way that's utilizing the talent around them as a leader on the court or pointing out defensive switches or you know just yeah. making, keeping people in check and alert on defense. And there's just no one doing that. I'm not saying that there isn't anyone capable of it on the team. Right. But, but you could just see everyone's kind of pointing at each other like, who's going to do this? You know, like yeah. no one wants to take you by the reins and, and drive this team to, to, to be hungry. And well, and it, it just feels like, I mean, they, you know, they can suffer a couple more losses and, and still get in that large bid, but it's like, kind of dig yourself all You're going to yeah. dig yourself a hole like you did last year. And like, but it's every careful. year with Oregon State basketball, and that's kind of why we right. thought hopefully this would be different this year because yeah. they should have had that. They should have taken that experience and built upon it. And right now, it's yeah. like we're resetting even worse than last year. I mean, last year yeah. started bad, but it leveled up pretty quickly. This is this falling. is worse than last year. This is falling. This is worse faster. than last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to see something. We got to see it fast. Uh, women's hoops uh, playing better, but a rough weekend. Gruff losses to a very yeah. good Michigan team and a two point loss to a very good Notre Dame team. They are back at it on Wednesday at, at 1 p.m. in in Corvallis against Pacific. So, uh, sounds like a great fucking reason to skip class. And <laughs> yeah, but it's like not it's that we been... condone that as we are uh, a podcast of someone who was on the dean's list, the presidential scholarship, and someone who got kicked the fuck out, <laughs> but then got back the fucking. 
Uh, we don't condone it, but if you can make it there for that um, Wednesday matinee game for women's basketball against Pacific, do it because they UOP. that's just two two Shout big games them. against huge teams uh, again, and you know in one of those neutral site non conference tournaments where kind of anything goes. So uh, I expect Ruick to get get the the team back on track pretty quickly here. And this is, uh, I mean, they're still ranked 23 in AP, so they're still in. The they should team. be higher. They, that that felt like a harsh drop, in my opinion. And also, they didn't. They didn't. They drop after winning. They, anyways, yeah, they were. They started 14, 14 and yeah. they were three and zero, and they dropped from 14 to 16, which is yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about the ranking. I think it was just a just a rough weekend. You're you're across the country. They just had two games in a row that just didn't go their way. But this game is cool. I think this is their the Beavers Beyond the Classroom game. I think it's when they have like this the local students come oh, and nice. get to watch them. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. They like they get to have like almost like a field trip to go to go watch the women's basketball team play. And they've done this for years now and that's really, really cool. Uh, that they're they're continuing to do so, and now that they have fans back in in Gill, um, and that is this game on Wednesday for sure. Well, that is a great segue because speaking of field trips to watch the women's basketball team play, we are. I'm saying this on the air because it means we have to do it. No bailing for any of us. I'm saying that as much to myself as anyone else. Friday, February 11th, women's basketball versus Oregon at Gill, followed by Saturday, February 12th, men's basketball versus Stanford. All three of us will be in the house in Corvallis for the whole weekend, multiple nights. None of this drive down, drive back to Portland, same day bullshit. We're coming back to the soil, back to the home, back to the heartland for multiple meals at Local Boys. <laughs> multiple of, multiple songs nostalgia. at Peacock with uh, Squeaky Yoki. Multiple That's songs right. at Peacock. <laughs> Hashtag pumpkin rapper. That, Probably the most inside <laughs> joke I possibly could have unleashed on this. Bring back Pumpkin Rapper. <laughs> Justice for Pumpkin Rapper. We'll be at American Dream walking around campus. Uh, I'll probably be crying because of the nostalgia. Uh, but yeah, we'll be in Corvallis for two nights and three days. That Super Bowl weekend, we'll probably go back up to uh, Portland and watch the Super Bowl somewhere. And we might not maybe like put a live show together, but we might put some like belligerent beefs, like pregame, like gathering or something. So yeah, meet up. If you're if you're in the area and want to go to at least one or two great basketball games, uh, let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We'll uh, post some more info as we get closer to that weekend. But I, I was looking at Airbnbs for that shit this week. That's how committed I am. I might, just, I might just book one and be like, guys, Venmo me right book it. now. Or maybe not. And then I'll but- forget to Venmo you, and then you'll have to bother me three different <laughs> times to get Venmo money. That's okay. That's you, always worth it, Ben. You, you know, you know I what know I realized? For it. You work Thanks. for Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I realized? Uh, the research is only going to have three sides when we're down there. Yeah. Oh, break in. Yeah, we yeah. Like we used yeah. To. Well, it will be even easier now. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. pretty easy back in the day, too. It was. Not that we ever did it, Beaver fam. Well, no, JP never. and I have video evidence. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. I Benny's know. in his boxer briefs and running the running right. the field. Recreating <laughs> the Sammy Strotter punt return touchdown against USC <laughs> in 2006. <laughs> I launched JP across the field and it still didn't look as bad of targeting. <laughs> <as me. laughs> 
When are they tearing down the West Side? Like, have they've, they already, already, started started they've already started? Yeah, nice. I, don't, I don't know if it's down yet, but like it started, it was fenced off the other day. The, the, on Sunday Mon- morning. the Monday morning after that Saturday game Ooh, was when, s- uh, demolition started. I'm so excited. It's, I feel like we all know it's going to be like way better, but I feel like when we go in for the first time, we're gonna be like, holy shit, yeah, it's not gonna be. It's always felt like a uh, a high school stadium that just has lipstick put on it, right? Like you yeah. put lipstick on a pig and it's still a fucking pig. Like it always felt like a glorified high school stadium and it's going to actually feel like a fucking power five college football yeah. stadium. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. You walk, you know, three quarters of the stadium and you're like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is so nice. Look at New architecture, like new structure, everything, yeah. all the nice amenities. And then you go to the one side and it's kind of like bruised fruit. You're like, oh, I don't even want to look at it because the rest of it's great. But I just, I don't even want to go over there and see that. Yeah, it's, it's like a- Jimmy's Hoff. Jimmy Hoffa's body could be buried under the west side. Like that's what it looks it like. It probably is. <laughs> it could be. Uh, it, yeah, it does. It looks like a high school stadium inside of a college stadium, uh, inside of a community center. That's what Valley reminds me of. Uh, yeah, the new side will be dope. The nice, the value is nice now. We'll probably yeah. still be sitting in the terrace. Let's be real. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's our that's domain. Our <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we can't we ha- we can't get out of here uh, without giving one final shout out to uh, Oregon State senior Grace Massey uh, on an amazing career for the volleyball program. Yes, uh, Grace Massey recently earned an All Pac-12 honorable mention for this season. Uh, after making the all pac 12 team last year so a couple of great consecutive seasons for her uh she finishes her career as osu's all-time leader in digs with 1174 and the babes dig that hashtag beaver fan please join us in welcoming grace massey as the newest member of the belligerent beeves hall of fame what up grace enshrined forever babes immortality uh, the type of achievement everyone dreams of when they step foot on Oregon State's campus for the first time in uh, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest. That's right. The Harvard of the Pac-12 is getting the belligerent beefs Hall of Fame nod. So I think honorable mention is kind of bullshit. Uh, we would have given you first team, but hey, we don't have votes. Maybe one day we'll be voters. We should. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That would be the ultimate flag. That's 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 the new i'm writing that down in in the fucking notes and group chat <laughs> we will achieve all conference voting <laughs> status for at least one sport for this podcast right as gp cracks another beer <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal with my raspy ass voice uh this episode was really fun it was cathartic even after a mostly mostly rough weekend but congrats again to the oregon state men's soccer team uh, we could spend three hours uh, praising you guys, and it wouldn't be enough. So good luck against Clemson on Saturday. Beat their ass. Fuck yeah. Dabo Sweeney. I know that's yeah. the other kind of football, but I don't know any Clemson soccer people. Yeah. So fuck you, Dabo. You yeah. ain't shit. You yeah. ain't shit, dog. And Trevor Lawrence. Fuck yeah. you, too. Yeah, that guy he's sucks. for the Jaguars right yeah. now. That's the only other person from Clemson that I know. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's others. Deshaun Watson seems like a real piece of shit too. So yeah, but yeah, that's, just all winners. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that, that's that's a uh, that's that's less fun. Um, so anyway, thank you for tuning in to this uh this twenty fourth, twenty fifth, the twenty fifth episode of uh, the Belligerent Beast podcast. My name is Terry Horstman at 
Terry Horstman on Twitter at Terrence Horstman on Instagram. Please give me a follow. Uh, let me know what you think about uh, our bowl chances. If you're going to the bowl game, if you're going to start a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi, uh, reach out to the Babay's account at Belige Beeves on Twitter at Belligerent Beeves on Instagram. I am joined as always by my esteemed co-host, uh, JP Bertram with a uh, one centimeter less finger than he has in the past, but he's here <laughs> nonetheless at the Triel J on Twitter to Triel to be real. Give him a follow. Uh, JP, what's your Instagram handle? It's blanking on me right now. Uh, it's just at JP Bertram. At JP Bertram. Yeah. So you're like, you're like, uh, you're that, that, that's your like good, good man in the streets is your IG and uh, freak in the sheets is your Twitter. Cra- yeah. Actually, freak in the tweets. <laughs> freak, yeah, freak in the tweets. Freak yeah. in the That'd tweets. That would be a I'll good Twitter handle. <laughs> um, and, and speaking of good Twitter handles and good Twitter follows, uh, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage, at Benny L 1986 on all your social media channels. Uh, follow him for a lot of Timbers content coming up. Western Conference Final. How are you feeling about your lads, Benny? Hey man, they uh they pulled it out last week, so they just keep winning. They um they just keep winning. They That's... just they just keep winning. <laughs> Stay tuned for for more hard hitting <laughs> analysis on from all Benny sports from Benny Scoops. <laughs> hashtag Benstradamus. The legend of Benstradamus is growing. Uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Ben, you're already a better fucking wizard slash warlock than I am, and you didn't even try. try what did I predict again? Off. You predicted well. You predicted no losses for all fall sports, which did. Oh yeah. I will say though. I will say <laughs> I, I went. I went back to our original predictions, and I did predict. I'm not proud of this because I didn't want to win. I did predict seven and five regular season. You did. But I also predicted that we would go to the Red Box Bowl, which Ooh. doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait, did they decide that they're not going to play that? Yeah, they're not holding it this year. So, Benny, you predicted a completely undefeated season with Oregon State winning the national championship. Yeah. But every game you predicted Oregon State playing in was an actual game that they could have hypothetically played in. I predicted us winning some fictional Harry Potter ass shit, <laughs> like like the platypus party, as as non fictional as the Triwizard Tournament. So Red Box Bowl champions in perpetuity in my heart and mind forever. Way to uh, go! Thank thank you so much for tuning in to um, this episode of Belligerent Beeves. Hit us up on belligerentbeeves.com and do some holiday shopping in our merch store. Uh, we JP specifically, but we work very hard on all of our merch to make it dope, make it the coolest podcast merch on all of the internets, all both of them, and make a lot of great holiday gifts. So uh, find everything for the Beaver fan in your life. And uh, if you haven't done so yet, uh, leave us a five-star review on an Apple podcast. Share the show with a friend. I'm hearing you can leave reviews on Spotify now, but I haven't verified that. But if you can do that shit too, leave positive (laughs) reviews for us everywhere. Goodreads.com. I don't give a shit. Just say something nice (laughs) about the three of us. We're really nice guys and charming. Um, And again, my name's been Terry Horseman. Thank you for hanging out with us for quarter century of episodes. We want to make 2,500 more. uh, And it's all for you, Beaver fam. Go Beavs and remember that you can't Spell chop them without hope. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them.